0: Welcome back to another episode of I'm No Expert, a craft beer podcast. I'm Chris Laudenslager. This week, I joined Grant again. We went down to his office. This week's theme is Bring Your Beer to Work Day. So we had fun talking about beer, net neutrality, uh, and different breweries, and the difference between bottles and taps, and Grant learns a lesson on how to tap in your cave. So sit back and enjoy. Thanks for listening. So we're on location. Yep.
1: Grant's here again. I'm here again. You are here at my place now, Grant. Yeah, that's
0: true. So we're trying something different again. We're, uh, we're at, at work. It's uh, bring your beer to work day.
1: <laughs> bring your beer to work day. I like it. Yep. Uh, we're here at your office, Grant. That's right. Down here in Indianapolis. Great time.
0: Downtown. We're downtown, downtown.
1: Yep. Right next to the library. It's a great place. It's a great place for learning, for books. For books and homeless people. True. Uh, a lot of them. They like the library because it's warm in there. Um, parks? There is a park. Yep. Just south library. Walking. There are walking. Yeah. Sidewalks. Do you walk
0: a lot downtown, Grant? Or do you take your car everywhere? Uh, are you the, one of those people?
1: What's the temperature outside? Now. I drive everywhere. June. Walk everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Like I'll walk all the way. Nine Irish Mass. I have all that all the time. May.
0: What? May. May's if nice. May. I'll walk. November.
1: I walk some in November. I really did. Okay. Like, it was, like, like 40 degrees out at night, I'd walk.
0: So, if it's freezing... If and it's freezing on the ground, and
1: snowing, uh-uh. no way, Jose. But if it's, if it's like, jacket weather, I will definitely walk. Okay. Because parking down here sucks, so...
0: It does. It is not a fun place to park so anywhere yeah. downtown.
1: Park at work. Walk
0: to booze. There you go. It's a good time. Perfect. So, we've got three different beers that we're trying out. One of them um, that we're starting out with is actually on tap here. It, it is, is on tap in of the work. office. And to preface, Grant doesn't work at a bar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or a brewery. Nope. Or a brew pub. Uh, he works
0: at a business place office with a tap. Yep. In their workshop.
1: Can't be a startup without a tap.
0: That's nope. right. That's true. Um, do you remember what this was? This
1: is the... Uh, this is Beer Brewery. Mm. Right? No. Yes. Yes? Is it? This is, yeah, no, this, this is Beer You're right. This is beer the beer other brewery. one is Flat 12. This
0: is their Weisengut.
1: Yeah, the other one's Flat 12. Yeah, that's is why it's good. Uh,
0: which we're not going to have the flat 12, because uh, here's your first... Here's your top tip. Uh, no expert show, top tip. When you're tapping your at-home pony keg, uh, make sure that you wash out your hoses... Thoroughly. Very thoroughly, before you attach the keg. Why, Grant? Why does that? Uh, because it makes the beer taste better. Mm, that's correct. It doesn't make it taste like plastic. Mm. Which, the other tap, sadly, the one that we're not going to try... It, it tastes only like,
1: tastes a little bit like plastic now.
0: It's kind of overbearing. So this is Wise and Good. It's a Hefefeisen, Uh 5.25% ABV by Beer Brewery. So beer Brewery is a local brewery here in Indianapolis. Um, I love Beer Brewery, and I also hate them at the same time because <laughs> they rarely have stuff in stores, if at all, ever. Um, I'm not sure if that is because they're amount that they brew or their distribution methods or whatever, but most of the time I only see it in restaurants um, or at beer brewery, a beer brewery, or, you know, get a, a growler or a, bu- or a bullet of something, but I don't really see it ever out in the world. Um, you want to try? We can. Chink. Chink. There we go. Also, to preface, I have a cold. Chris does. If you can't tell from my uh, raspy, raspy voice, is raspy late night radio voice. Late night radio. That's right. I'm gonna do uh, love songs or like a soul train radio Ooh. tonight. I'm just gonna stream some you know classic R&B tunes for you. If you want know that, happen on 105.9 The Cats. On 105.9 The Cats. Um, this is a. I mean, I've had this before. This is really good. I really like this Hefezin. Um, it's light, it's got a nice kind of like mouthfeel going on with it. Um, a little citrusy, a little, um, a little weedy, Mm -hmm. but there's also some esters there. There's some banana-y kind of notes playing on my tongue. Sweeter, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's not a super sweet Hefeweizen, but it's still, it's still really nice and complex. It's kind of mellowed a little bit. What do you
1: thought? No, it's good beer. It's uh, We like having something like this at the office because it's not too crazy. So it's really drinkable. And, like, usually we'll dip it in the cake. We try and do it after five, but sometimes before. But, but really, it's it like we have beer at the office. We always sit around, and when we're trying to think of new stuff or solve problems, we'll grab beers and sit around on a whiteboard and right. play stuff out. And you don't want something too dark or heavy or... To he, um, high APV kind of thing, you just want something you can sit there and drink and think. Yeah, so I mean, this it's is
0: it's like a step up from your like normal, like um, like your like your big brews, like your like Bud Light or oh. like Miller Lite. Or yeah, no, we wouldn't have that here either. Now, yuck, yuck. Those are not good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like a, it's like five steps up from something like that, mm-hmm. but it's still really accessible. I mean, you can put this in front of somebody and. Maybe not tell them what style it is, because a lot of people would probably be turned off by when you say it's a Hefeweizen. Hefeweizen. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world is that? I am terrified. And it's one of those beers that is
1: just good. It is. It's tasty. Yeah. It's like, mm, this is good. Like you, it's, the, it's the kind of beer that makes you want another sip or another glass. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, okay. We, and we had a uh, Hinchtown. In, at the office on tap earlier. yeah, Beer as well? Or? Flat 12. Flat 12. Yep. Um, so we had that in, and that's another, it's a little bit um, slightly hoppier. A little, not as sweet, but it's a really clear, easy to drink, good, mellow beer.
0: Yeah. So you've got some pony kegs. How's that process work? You just go up to. Oh, the six barrels? You know, you go up, take your pony keg in, say, we're going to exchange it out, and then they.
1: Well, it depends, because we've done. Three different breweries. So we've done, first was Flat 12. That was the Hinge Town. And then we went through two at Sun King. And then we went to Beer. And now we're back to Flat 12 again. So it depends. Like, at Sun King, I had to pay the deposit on both the, both the pony kegs. Mm-hmm. And then I got that back just recently when I returned them. So it was, it's, it's a cash investment. Because for me to get two of these six barrels, it was like 300 something okay. dollars. Um, now, in reality, each each one of them is only like 55 bucks a piece. It's only 100 bucks. So I got 200 bucks back in my card. But you have to hold that deposit on the right. kegs. So other than that, it's easy. Yeah. You just know, walk in, get a keg, bring it back here, throw it in. Yeah, that's... And we have to get CO2 as well. Right. With I mean, any and oxygen.
0: That's like a... It's not... You're not going to... Many places, you're not going to get... Not many people at home are going to want to try to mess around with a pony keg because it is obnoxious.
1: Well... If you have enough people, it's not. Right. That's well, the other trick. We, the have, we have like yeah. five or six people here. Yeah. So we'll go through a six barrel in a week or two. Depends on, you know, how busy we are. So that's... Then it makes a ton of sense because you can get, you know, you have the beer for about a week. Just like the same time you would have, let's say, uh, an after person might have a 24 case. Or, or a growler. Or a growler. You know, yeah. so, it, you know, it makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, for me, I never would really know if i could just justify having a pony any kind of like kegerator in my house just because it would be you want? i want to try so many different stuff you
1: know, that's the problem you wouldn't go through it fast enough no. that's what i'm saying like doing it by yourself would be really tough but here at the house we've really liked it because it's funny wearing his post al got it to put in one of his um he's building a uh, party rv um party so the, rv the keg going inside and there'll be one tap on the inside and we're writing a tap to the outside so it'll be a really cool time but he realized that you can't take it out now, so we're going to, have to, we're going to turn one of our refrigerators into a homemade engineered kegerator. Mm. Um, this is, it's so nice to have beer on tap when you have this many people in one place that all hang out after work and, and yeah. think and brainstorm and do stuff.
0: And of course, like having a beer on tap is just less wasteful. Mm-hmm. And you...
1: You don't go through so many cans or bottles. Right. And it's, and it, it tastes so much oh, better. Oh, yeah. It's
0: so much better. Um... And almost, almost every style is better out of out of a tap,
1: and some more than others. But everyone is better. That's correct. Yeah, yep.
0: Now are you going to try to get Guinness
1: and get a nitro tap? Yeah. Yes, we've been talking about it. I I will go buy the nitro can.
0: You got to go talk to Monarch and see if they're going to. Who's Monarch? Monarch
1: Distribution. Oh, are they the guys that just distribute it here?
0: Well, I mean, they're they're regional, mm-hmm. so that that would be interesting. I want to see if you can negotiate with a uh, local distributor to get. I'm you. sure
1: you could. You think Maybe, not? No. Really?
0: If you're not a bar slash restaurant, I doubt they'll even talk with you. But
1: oh, there's got to be someone to get a keg of Guinness at your house.
0: I mean, you'll probably go through a, a liquor store.
1: Oh, okay. they're going
0: to go through a liquor store. They're going to mark it up, and it's gonna yeah. be a 5 gall It's going to be a full keg, not a pony.
1: Oh, you don't think they'll do six barrels here? No, they might not even have six barrels here. Like Guinness might not import them. You could just
0: call up Guinness. Can you just send me one?
1: Let's just right, overnight it on a plane, please. <laughs> Any of my Guinness fix? (laughs)
0: That would be (laughs) $5,000.
1: And you think that's all that would cost?
0: (laughs) Probably. Overnight, a... A A five barrel? No, a full... You have to be a full keg. You're not going to overnight a pony keg. why not? Because that doesn't make any sense.
1: Always, Chris. It always makes sense. No,
0: it doesn't... If you're gonna pay the money, go big or go home.
1: That's, well, then just get through distribution here. But you want it fresh. That's what mm, it is. You want you want, you, like,
0: you want like the next one off the line. You
1: want like I want the one that's just about to go into the pub at like the tasting room at Guinness. I want that one.
0: And then they just put it on.
1: Put it on a, a private plane. plane fly, fly it to it, Chicago. No, no, they fly it to the executive airport, like just north of Zionsville. Oh, cell. okay. And, and then and I go get it there. in my limousine. <laughs> Come on, Chris. <laughs>
0: I forgot how bougie you were. This That's is a bougie a, office. This is <laughs> big-
1: <laughs> well, Chris, if we're overrunning kegs, we're gonna go full bouge. Oh goodness! All right. No, but back to reality. This I I really like the Heboisen. Like it's it's been a we've had it for I think we got it on a Monday, but we really liked it so far. Ten out of ten would do again. Ten
0: out of ten would do. All right, great. So we're gonna take a quick break, crack open another beer, and we will be right back. Welcome back to I'm No Expert. We're here on location. It's bring your beer to work day.
1: Which is every day for me.
0: Which is every day for Grant. We're here at Grant's office. Grant is so humbly taking us after hours. He's, uh, none of his colleagues are here because he's embarrassed by me. (laughs) Um, because I do a weird beard podcast. Nobody understands what that means. But, we're here. We got nice couches. We got nice couches. We're on our second beer. beer. Uh, this is from Upland. Grant, do you know where Upland's from? Upland Brewery? I hope you guys, Indiana. It is from Indiana. Good. There we go. Um, that was my only so guess. So we're staying in Indiana. This is, uh, they're from, they're in Bloomington, based in Bloomington. If you live in Indianapolis or in in the Indianapolis area, they have four other locations that you can try Upland stuff on tap. They've got a brew pub in Carmel, a West Westside uh, beer bar, broader tasting room. Uh, Upland's a really great kind of all around brewer. They have lots of really cool stuff that's seasonal, a lot of stuff that's year round. What's cool is that I actually found this beer um, in Target, a place that you may not find any of your local brewers. So next time you're in one of your big box stores, go uh, go check out the beer. Maybe they have some local breweries. It's pretty cool. So this is the pre, takes you pre-prohibition pilsner. Great. Hooray! Hooray! Uh, the beer with the million-dollar taste. And you know it, what? It better tag- be.
1: It better be. It is a. And I know uh, what a million dollars tastes like. Do you know what a million dollars tastes like? I have not a clue. But I've got, an, I got I mean, in my mind's eye, I do.
0: <laughs> in your mind's eye?
1: Yep. Theater of the Mind. million dollars.
0: Grant knows what a million dollars tastes like.
1: Yep. I'm,
0: I'm skeptical.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm assuming it tastes a little bit like cotton
0: and paper and ink. That's true. Did you know that um, U.S. currency is actually printed with Ferris materials? So if you have a strong enough magnet,
1: you can suck up money.
0: You can, well, you can't suck up money, but if you like lay them on an in, like an L shape with them like standing mm-hmm. um, on a table on edge, and then you have them all like all these bills lined up, you could tell fake bills from real bills because if you have a long enough magnet, it'll get attracted to the magnet.
1: I like it. Science. Um, if you didn't know this, our currency is awful. So I, you know, I went to Mexico and. Last November, right? Yes. Bills in my wallet don't typically last very long. I, they get bent. They're brutal. Besides the one I just folded. Oh, is this terrible. some Mexican money? This is Mexican money. This has been crumpled up, thrown around. Drinks have been spilled on it. Let me see this. This is very interesting. It's slightly plastic. It's got plastic. Yeah.
0: So this is like this is like a, between our money and uh, Australian money. Australian money is all plastic. Oh, is it? It's all plastic. It's all all the bills. Are have see through stuff on them like mm-hmm. this one does. They've got their distinct
1: sizes. It's free so denomination for, for each denomination. Oh, I don't know if I'd like that.
0: But if well, I mean it's for accessibility, right? So if somebody's blind, blind. oh yeah, yeah they yeah. can easily tell. Okay, this is a 10, 20, 30, 40, bill. Yeah. This is a twenty dollar bill. This is a forty dollar bill. Um, yeah, it was very very interesting to think how our money. It's
1: very because our money. Look at this. This, this one dollar bill. I wonder I think, what year this I, is printed. I mean, it's definitely changed a lot. I mean, the twenty right, dollar bill. This was printed in two thousand six, and it is like falling apart. Now, money lives a hard life. Don't get me wrong. Right. But why haven't we upgraded the plastics? I mean, is, do we really need to?
0: Okay, I mean, that... the most, the most, the most counterfeited current like U.S. bill is the twenty dollar bill. Mm-hmm. Up is right after it is the hundred dollar bill. Yep. So, the circulation for $20 bills is very quick. Right. The, you life, want to change, the lifestyle right? is, or the lifespan of a $20 life bill expectancy. is like, you know, I don't know, what is it, like maybe 12 months? I, I assume so. And the, the, the new $20 that. bills are always like, they've got colors on them and got, microprinting right, and all lays. that other stuff on it.
1: So, I don't know. I guess. But, like, I've just been so impressed with the way these mexican pesos have held up in my wallet for a long time without
0: you will never use them though
1: oh i'll go back to tijuana when i was tony
0: okay uh, all right let's try this beer back then. to so, beer so this is a uh, million a pilsner. dollar pilsner million yeah there you go million dollar pilsner from Ooh, it
1: smells good smell it
0: I, i'm cold remember i uh, just
1: you might even be able to i got some nose it's incredibly sweet like okay uh, any other it's it's like um a light sweet almost like a um, pastry sweet okay um, not pastry sorry that's the wrong way um, maybe pastry like a, like a light cake
0: i'm getting a yeastiness i'm getting a roasty yeastiness
1: i'm not know. getting that at all there's no roast this is all in the sweet upper nose not deep coffee no roast
0: well like like a bready like a like a crusty baguette that's
1: maybe? what i'm getting i get a lot more like a um, like a wedding cake
0: I mean, my nose is broken. So, so I'm going to go so. with wedding cake. Okay. Let's try it out.
1: It tastes like it smells. I get the roast now, though. I do. Once it tastes, I get the roast. I can smell it. Yeah. But the, you get the the first batch of, like, brightness. Yeah. Upper flavor.
0: I get that. It's kind of like, it's very aromatic.
1: That's what I, I was looking for. That's it's...
0: It. It. If my sinuses were at a hundred percent, I definitely could feel it a little bit more. But I definitely kind of get that aromatic note happening with it. I wouldn't Almost say floral. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. yeah, it's like a floral, very very light though. Yeah, like like, like viscosity wise is very very light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely.
1: It's uh. Hmm. Well, I know the answer. I don't know if I do it again. No, I mean it's. fine It's interesting. It's, it's not. It's bad. okay. For me, I, it's okay. But I wouldn't pick it up again. No, I've had. I p- think it's, I've had pilsners I like better. It's, it's too
0: sweet. I don't know if there's a sweetness there. There's a. There's a lack of. With me, most pilsners are. They're just so shallow. Lackluster.
1: <laughs> they're just so dead,
0: and like soulless. And this. <laughs> 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 so they're like gingers. Yes. Sorry, Tony. Um, and Tony. But, it, yeah, that's what this feels like to me. It's very, very shallow. I mean, there's flavors there.
1: But they're, they're melding gone like. Together
0: decently. But immediately, there's no depth of flavor. Yeah. Maybe that's to the style of Pilsner. It would be really great if I was, like, going to, like, an Oktoberfest, and I had this, and I had a big, like, soft pretzel. Oh, my perfect. God, with hot mustard. Right. This, oh. and that, this and that would be perfect. It's, like, better than... It's more refreshing than, like, a lemonade because it's not sweet. But it's, like, a half step away from just drinking a glass of water.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. There's definitely something to it. But it, it's, it's a very... Oh, does it's a look, running gun. It does look like water in my glass. You're kind of right. It's
0: very, it's very clear. It is surprisingly... It's it's. It's a healthy,
1: like, pea-colored flavor. Well, it's a, it's a bright, yeah. That's it's, 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 it's like a normal pea color flavor. Right. And that's why it's so clear. Like, shocking is it's so clear It's like and you, light. Took, you took one drop
0: of yellow food color and you dropped into a glass of water and you'd probably get this color.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what I would think it is.
1: It doesn't have a bad flavor. Here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with it. No. There's it.
0: nothing wrong with it. But not my there's file.
1: not so much. I'm not into it enough. Nope. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. So, before, while we were on break oh, getting yeah. our beer. Totally forgot. And then we got distracted by this Pilsner. We had a great topic that Grant needs explaining to you by Chris to catch me up because okay. you evidently paid attention to the internet yesterday. Oh, right.
0: So, we're recording this on Friday, uh, February 27th. Um, this will That'll be tomorrow's last day in February. It is. Holy I'm smokes. Be, so this this show will go up. I want to this is going to be the last show in February. Oh, is this going up tomorrow? This is going to go up tomorrow are you? Uh, the twenty eighth, because I am a proactive
1: podcast production person. And that's why I sponsor you on
0: Patreon. Patreon.com slash show is where you can go to sponsor the show. Give a dollar, give twenty five cents. It helps every little bit. Patreon.com slash show. Right in there hey i didn't even, I, he didn't even ask me to plug that one um but yeah so yesterday thursday on the internet the biggest thing that happened and the biggest thing that i tweeted about because i was watching live was the fcc officially uh made wired and wireless broadband
1: services title II. now do you know what this means i do not yet okay i'm waiting for you to explain to me the wonders of what happened i know it's good Right. I know the premise of net neutrality. I don't know the, the specifics of yesterday. Right. So this is, this is the big whole like net
0: neutrality thing that's been happening r- over... What, three years? Multiple years. I mean, probably
1: since... Oh, since forever,
0: but since basically Ron, three
1: years in the media, like right. on the internet getting kicked right. up and turned around. as in
0: like CNN having to explain on their blog what net neutrality actually is. And essentially net neutrality means a free and open internet for anybody who wants to put anything on the internet at an equal opportunity. Um, so that means that the big ISPs, internet service providers like Comcast and Verizon and AT&T can't decide what gets priority access on their data lines. So if you want to listen to our show, you get it at the same speed as if you would listen to This American Life, which has millions of listeners. Um, so that gives little guys like us and somebody making a startup and somebody who, wants to make a Kickstarter for something mm-hmm. or whatever gives them the ability to put it out there on the internet and be right next to all of the big players, all the big media players have millions of dollars to spend on bandwidth and marketing and, and, and
1: placement. Right. So
0: what the FCC did yesterday is they voted on uh, making broadband wired and wireless, which is really important. Uh, title 2 which is basically the same thing that uh, landlines are right now so landlines are under Title 2 which makes them basically like to not get into the nitty gritty technical legal jargon are a utility just like your water and your electric right so whoever your electric company is more than likely it's one company right so instead of them and jacking up the price because we're the only electric company in Indiana, that's the only one you can get. They're going, they have government saying, okay, you have to cap it at this particular rate because it, you're a public utility, you're a public service, essentially, even though you're a private company. And that's what the FCC has ruled broadband is because, like my apartment, I can only get Comcast. That's the only broadband carrier that I can get into my apartment. I have nobody else available to put. Um, any kind of internet service into my place. So essentially, Comcast can say they can charge me anything they want because if I want this service, they're the only option. Um, But with the FCC basically stepping in and saying, it is now a public utility. You can't make slower fast lanes. You can't overly charge for certain regions. It's going to kind of level the playing field from consumers to corporations. Now, the big argument against Title II was basically saying that all these corporations are like, you're going to limit innovation because it's you're, you're, taking some, you're regulating something rather than leaving it free, which is, in my opinion, complete BS because what's actually <laughs> happening is that they are...
1: Do they really perfect. use that argument? Yeah. That I, mean,
0: that's, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of lobbyists who were against Title II specifically yeah. said, why do we have to regulate to keep it, free and open? Why not we just keep it like this? Title II is essentially keeping it, keeping the internet like it is now, currently. Yeah. Free and open. But it is... Um, I have totally forgot my point, but...
1: <laughs> I mean, where I was going with that is, like, I can't believe they wanted to use that... By making it Title II, it would prevent it from being free and open, the trick is internet, let's say back in the like um, late 80s early '90s was crazy startup like the only people that were on the internet in the late 80's were was people nobody. was nobody, nobody. but what was like people like research institutions, people that were trying to connect computers together network right. it wasn't even the internet as we know it today it was well I
0: mean but to, if you
1: think about it if the the early internet
0: was running on telephone lines that's right, which was a type were. Set as a utility... That's right. ...which didn't have any... Limits. ...didn't care. You couldn't say who... They couldn't limit, is this a voice call or is this a call to the internet?
1: Exactly. And, and more of what my point is, like, you know, sure, in the late 80s, early 90s, or maybe even the mid and late 90s because the internet was still relatively new then, um, it was... Sure, you don't want to limit anything because it could grow and change and do cool things. Today... The internet as a service is a standard; everyone uses it. Everything you touch uses the internet, and to regulate that to make it fair for everyone—those that do and don't have money—I can't imagine how that would hamper innovation. And I think the biggest thing is that Comcast, AT and T, Verizon,
0: Google Fiber, whoever—all the you know the frontiers, the smaller telcos out there. Yeah, say, that's in- not the internet. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's the funniest thing is that they are saying that these. Comcast is not the internet. Comcast is, is the pipes that get you the internet. Just like Indianapolis Power and Light is not the electricity, right? No, they're not. They're the pipes. They're the well. I mean, they make they own the power plants, but I mean, like
1: they are the electricity. Um, no, but, for, but I think a better analogy is like your cable network, Comcast or whoever have you, is not your television. Right, most of them they right. don't produce the shows, they just deliver them.
0: Well, Comcast now owns n b c, so technically uh, they do. sure a different story, but, but I mean, okay, here's where I'm going It's well,
1: like you can, they don't make the internet, they don't make the TV. they're just the delivery service, right? right and And the trick is, if they're going to be a delivery service for something that we consider free and open, which I think the Internet was born to be and always has been, yeah, um, you can't get ahead of the internet by putting money down, right. Which is weird. I'm a capitalist. I mean, you, if you ever know me, I, I come in like, the more money you have, the better you should be, right? Absolutely. Right. This is one of the very few instances I don't believe money should buy you power. On the internet. On the internet. Everywhere else, money buys power. Manufacturing, whatever else you want to do, money buys power. But
0: it's, it's, it's interesting because I think there's a, there's a disconnect. So I almost think we have to think of a new word for the difference between the internet as a place, as a market. And a thing. And the section between the internet and you. The copper because, line between the internet title, and house. Title II and the whole FCC voting on this is essentially the space between you and the internet. And how you get to the particular internet. Because mm-hmm. there is this whole infrastructure and backbone and, and high-speed internet connections between servers and, and fiber and optic lines. Boxes, and, and, and right. big backbones. That's been set up. That, that's, that's, that, that's taken care of. Because that's big corporations talking to big corporations. That's not the consumer paying 60, 70, 80 dollars a month to have access to that particular service. So it's basically cutting down the, the middleman into just being a service provider. I
1: and mean, that's all it should be,
0: technically, right? I mean it's
1: well, on the flip side, Comcast is putting all the money down laying the pipes. They are. Right. It's their investment. And, and the capitalist in me says they should be able to capitalize on their investment the best way possible, which would be to charge people like Netflix right. um, and high rate users more money, to, to, or, or uh, charge them to get better usage, right? Right. Now, the, I'd say that's nine times out of ten, that's exactly what I'd recommend. I would be opposite of net neutrality. But this is, the internet, because of what it was born and bred to be, is its own instance. And it's also, I'm going to call it, migrated its way to be a staple of life Mm -hmm. in our society. No matter whether you're using it for Netflix or Facebook or Twitter, the other half of the people use it to register for healthcare, pay their taxes, do basic like, can I get the service done for me? Banking. Banking, uh, pay your bills, whatever you're doing, right? And and the internet has migrated from a a luxury to a utility. And in my mind, it is currently a utility in the United States. And that is the only point, and I'm, like I said, I'm hyper-capitalist, I hate regulation, but internet is such a basic utility at the moment, I couldn't imagine it being not regulated. Everyone yeah. needs it, and everyone needs it at a fair price, speed, and access.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, so, I mean, for me, the Title II announcement from yesterday was a huge win for like, content providers, for like, independent content providers. Mm-hmm. And, like, being in the podcast community and, like, talking with other podcasters, it is, like, a huge relief almost because we have been, like, on pins and needles for months and months and years and years mm-hmm. because you can just see something like the whole idea of, of Comcast making a – and I'm, I'm not saying Comcast in specific. Like, all the other the the providers have been talking about this, Time Warner and insert, AT&T, and insert, insert, insert in provider whoever here. ISP you have, right? have been talking about doing these fast lanes, so having like, oh, if you're going to pay uh, on tier one, you're going to get 250 uh, of the top websites on super fast lanes. You still get the rest of the internet, but it's going to be really, really slow, which... No,
1: no, hold on. This is my favorite line, of the entire net neutrality argument. I was watching an interview by some of the guys in the cable companies, and someone asked him, like, so you're going to slow down everyone else to, to, to give these guys priorities? He's like, no, 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 no. Everyone else runs at the same internet speeds These guys just run faster <laughs> Yeah and, very, and, very vague just, I mean can you be more vague please It was awesome. just like They just run faster I don't slow the other people down necessarily These guys just get to go through first I mean, it's like a fast pass at Disneyland Basically So the more people that buy fast passes The slower everyone else's service gets If right. no one bought fast passes you're right Everyone's sort of stays the same, but every every new person that buys a fast pass slows it down for everyone that wants to wait in line. Yeah. It's like a compounding problem.
0: Yeah.
1: At which point everyone that goes to Disneyland then buys fast passes.
0: And then, and then they have
1: to do FastPass 2. Oh god. Which is in front of the regular people. Well, fast I mean pass. it's it's
0: like it, it's it's kind of like it, when you go to the airport, they have that whole like if you're a frequent flyer, you can go into that pre check line oh, and you can yeah. sign up for that. And, and you then can, you can like, sign pay up for the first money. class. And then you could well, – well, then they used to have that – it was, like, a clear thing. And you used to be able to – It went. Through, you went through this whole process with TSA where you, like, Oh, this got, is a
1: security you, check. It's not through the airline. This is, like, security. Right, yeah. This yeah, is yeah, security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: this is, like, you go through and you, like, pay a bunch of money per year, and you get background checked, and you get this special card, and you literally go through this, like, clear line, and you don't have to, like, have anything checked. You just, like, swipe your card – and you go through. I mean, it's for, fru- it's for frequent flyers, right? Yeah. It's for people who fly like Business every travelers, week. pilots,
1: right. et cetera, et cetera.
0: Right. Um, it's, it, imagine like that system, but for the internet, where you have somebody who's like on a clear route who has paid the money, so they get in virtually in milliseconds. You've got the pre check people who've paid a little bit less money, but are getting away through TSA relatively more faster than you. And then you have you coming in at, getting in line at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday after Christmas. Imagine being at an airport then, oh boy, and waiting in line. And boy you're, howdy. I mean, that's that's kind of the whole tiered approach. But i do, I guess, because it's we're, we're going off the rails trying to explain the bad. And that bad, is a but,
1: huge discussion to have,
0: right? I mean, for, and now and now essentially, what Title Two has done is says all the internet traffic, all of your people waiting in line for for. Or the, to get on your plane To go through security on the Doesn't matter line. what you pay You're going to get all at the same time All at the same speed Doesn't matter And hopefully what this is going to do Is make Comcast and Verizon and AT&T And Time Warner say Okay we're getting a lot of this traffic Why don't we like make Give people a lot better internet Because we are still as America
1: So On behind. like
0: 24th on the list Worldwide list of broadband in the US so we are
1: just horrible at making broadband for the U.S. We'll is just... My favorite, like, stat is that we are so bad at Internet, but we invented it. Basically. But we we're... invented
0: the whole market of the Internet. The dot-com is, is no, invent- the U.S. No, but the dot-com.
1: Like, here, colleges, universities in the United States invented the right. protocols. We invented here syndrome. We and, invented and, it
0: here. In places like Japan, South Korea.
1: Oh, don't get me started about South Korea's Denmark. Internet. South uh, internet Sweden, awesome. Like,
0: like all of those places have way higher percentage of cheaper, faster, Into more faster. reliable
1: internet than we do here, Ugh. which is kind of mind-boggling. Now, the, the other half. Now, I, I digress. It's not mind-boggling. The United States, geographically, is Dixie normous Right. Lying that much copper and that much fiber is so expensive for how relatively but, few people it serves per mile.
0: But. I would, I would then disagree that the majority of people are, like, the percentage of people living in big cities mm-hmm.
1: who still have shitty internet mm-hmm. is still crazy high. I, I agree, but you still forget how spread out our quote-unquote big cities are compared to South Korea or Japan. I mean, and, and, and I'm just doing this as a point, of, a point of discussion. On the other hand, our internet is so horrendous, I can't believe we haven't done anything about it. Um, and the trick is when we do, and no, the worst part is it exists. I can get hundred megs down. Guess how much it costs me.
0: I mean, I can tell you what it costs me to get 50 megs down and I can double it and I can say it's about $175.
1: It wouldn't, no, not even. (laughs) Like. It's more than that. And it's silly that if I can get the service, why does it cost that much? Why not trick everyone to go into a hundred megs down for 30 percent more we're paying now not 300 percent more we're paying now and then everyone's paying 30 percent more and you win the numbers game and everyone has good internet and everyone pays you more money comcast and i digress we need to get off net neutrality because you and i have very heated heated i I mean it's
0: the whole point of the whole point it's weird because i don't know if that would work necessarily no i know i know it's supply and demand's
1: a really weird beast
0: because you're not because people don't really, most people, I right? would say need most people, don't really understand, like, cannot conceptualize their internet performance slash speed. Well, and they, most are, people. They can, only, they can only internalize how much it costs them.
1: And most Americans, now, I'm not saying most people are our age, but most Americans, because there's still many more people older than us than our age, don't care and don't utilize it. Right. Right? Like they're not watching Netflix and h d and downloading something and trying to do other things
0: but the percentage of people who are migrating from traditional means of entertainment to the as internet. their primary to internet is growing primary every day is, is rapidly growing i would I would not say it's like it's it's sluggish I think it's rapidly growing oh it is
1: I mean exponentially and cable companies should be scared
0: No, I don't think I think well I mean all the cable companies are internet providers, and I think they should shift their focus from cable, internet. cable to internet and bringing that as a better service and providing better support for that and making that, that a better
1: utility. Well, and the other trick, this is the really big hitter that I, we've never touched on tonight, is that content delivery, not creative content, which is its own thing, and always has been data intensive as far as the internet. Yeah. But now software... Is no longer shipping on CD-ROMs right. or floppy drives, for heaven forbid, or DVDs. All of my software is direct download. Right. Like all of my, my work software for, for engineering. It is a 56-gigabyte download file. Do you Which know how long like that takes massive. on terrible internet? Days. Days. No, really, it does. Yeah. And like, I could have literally gotten a floppy drive shipped just as fast. Or not floppy a flash drive. Sorry,
0: you would have gotten a crate of floppy drives. Uh, would have no, it would have a been a semi truck It would have been a floppy drives. On the break, let's calculate. Oh, no, I'll much, do it right now. Much, I've, we're I've gonna take it. a break. We're gonna take a quick break. Um, we're, we're still talking about beer on the show, even though we're talking about the internet as well. Um, thanks so much for listening to uh, the show as well. Of subscribing to iTunes, leave a comment, leave a rating on iTunes. It really helps out as well. Um, we're gonna take a really fast break and be right back with our third beer the stars You're the No, we're here on location. It's Bring Your Beer to Work Day here on I Am No Expert. So we're at Grant's work.
1: Awesome place to have a beer.
0: Can this be a trend that I like go to people's work and,
1: then and have beer with and them? have beer with them. You know, I don't know how many more friends besides Drew and I you know that can do this. That's a question. <laughs> good question. But you, Chris, you're always welcome to come have beer with me and Drew. <laughs> Thank you for that, yep. for that
0: offer. Um, our third and final beer is also from Upland tonight. It is... I totally... Ooh, easy chair. Oh, this is the ale, right? This is an American Amber slash Red Ale. It's a 5.25% ABV. What do you think? Your smell-wise? No smell. No smell? You don't get it? Oh, I lied. No,
1: it smells like dog treats. Like milk bones. Like milk when, you, bones. when you open a box of milk bones, this is what it smells like. Okay. Also smells like breweries. Like, you know the yeasty, bleachy right. smell? Yeasty
0: slash bleachy.
1: You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Don't lie to me. It's I mean, the weirdest it's like, smell ever. I couldn't work there.
0: It's like a cleaner, but it's got yeast yeast kind of everywhere. The yeasty beast. Yeasty beastie. That's a beer name right there. The yeasty beastie. Yep. Uh, Color-wise, it's super much darker. Well, I look than at my glass compared
1: to yours. yours. I think your glass is darkening your beer. Because mine's definitely lighter than yours. Yeah. Um,
0: no, it's... it's, it's I'd a, say it's like a dark amber color.
1: I wouldn't even say a dark amber. This is like amber to me.
0: Okay, so like a lightish,
1: like a like a light red. Okay, or or a dark like. I'm trying to do be a beer like it looks like Sam Adams. like the lighters. What's the light Sam Adams is like? I have no idea. I don't know. I, I don't, don't drink regular. Sam Adam, I don't I'm drink sorry. regular beer. I'm sorry, um, but in the commercials, like the standard Sam Adams pour is what it looks like. Sure,
0: look it up on the internet. I don't watch I TV either. Like what
1: am I talking about? I should just Sam drink, Adams commercial. I, I should when was the last time beer? you actually watched a real
0: commercial? Watched
1: or happened like <clears throat> glance at it? Probably. I have not drink beer.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, uh, color wise, it's the same as like—is it—is it, is it blacker, black and blue, or white and gold?
1: Uh, I want to strangle you <laughs> with your mind, cord. <laughs> the internet needs to get a little bit more intelligent. What do you think? Ah, uh, I don't have an opinion yet. It's—it's it's not bad. It's neutral. A lot like water for this dark of a beer. Yeah. It's, like mm, same boat as the pilsner for me. I'd say it's below for me. Well, I mean, it didn't do anything right. I mean, no, it's just it's very watery. There's nothing. There's no meat to it and for no. a dark this dark of an like red. I
0: mean, it's not super
1: dark. Let's be real. Like you no, can see through it. No, but it's like an amber beer, not like not dark as in like a stout, and it's not thick. But the color of it is brownie red. Yeah. Like like Diet Coke after you let it sit nice on the ice melted.
0: Here's what I'm also detecting in this particular one. And maybe because it's coming out of bottles, is that it's very low in CO2.
1: Yeah. That is it. feels flat.
0: Yeah. That's what, it, that's, that's Ooh. what this one. That's, mm, I think that's this right. one particularly for me... That's right. Feels really, really flat. There's not a lot of CO2 going to happen in with
1: it. However, I'm not sure it was intended to have a lot of CO2. Like,
0: I mean, maybe not, but still, it's still kind of.
1: Blandy? Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's unfortunate. I think something would. It would pop more? Yeah. I don't think there's any flavor in here to pop, though, even if it wasn't flat. I mean for me it's not as Yeah. it's, Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to find something to talk about with it. But there's and nothing there's just there. nothing there. No. It's yeah. Hmm. Well.
0: I mean that's it was sorry to go out on a downer, but I mean I think out of it was a... it was an interesting sort of thing. Um I brought two beers. right? had the Weisengut here. Mm-hmm. I'd say out of the three, I like the Weisengut the best. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Avi. So, uh, but Upland does some really cool stuff. Um, typically. Typically. Yeah. I think out of these two, the the Pilsner was better than the Easy oh, Chair. Oh, absolutely.
1: The Easy Chair was like, I'm not gonna say it wasn't even not bad because it was pretty. It was pretty bad.
0: I mean, it wasn't like awful tasting. The, tasty. the it more I
1: drink, boring. the less I like it.
0: Yeah. I agree.
1: Yep. All right, um, great.
0: thanks for uh, having me over at your place of business.
1: Anytime. Even though
0: it's in the dead of night and there's
1: nobody else here. Dead of night. It is, it is only 8 30. I'm not even usually out of here yet.
0: Still working. Quote unquote, as he always tells me. Um, so <laughs> As he always tells me, that sounds like a nagging wife.
1: Thanks,
0: <laughs> oh, hey, Chris. So uh, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back again next week. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash no expert show on Facebook at facebook.com slash no expert show. Uh, you can follow us on Patreon and help support the show. Give us Twenty five cents, dollar, whatever you want. Um, I really appreciate all of my patrons. Uh, you go to slash no expert show as well to see that there. And I may be doing something a little bit special for you soon, so check that out. And you can subscribe on iTunes every single week by we going to no expert show.com. Grant Michael Chapman. Thanks for coming on.
1: It's been a pleasure. And we will see you.
0: Hear you next week.